Imposter syndrome. Okay, listen, in the world of online business, in the world of mompreneurship, I am going to tell you this. Every single person has felt imposter syndrome at one point or another. Okay, and if somebody tells you that they've not, then they're either A, lying, or B, they've never stepped outside of their comfort zone to pursue a goal. Imposter syndrome is really the biggest factor. I want you to hear this. It is the biggest factor that contributes to failure. Okay, not lack of skills, not a lack of resources, okay? Not failing so hard that you can't get back up and you can't recover. No, the number one cause of failure is imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, it leads to self-sabotaging habits, often leads to quitting. It leads to, it's, it's really this self-fulfilling prophecy. Did you hear me? Okay, this is so important. Did you hear me? If you fail in your business, it is most likely going to be directly the result of imposter syndrome. So if you have a business, then this is an episode that you must listen to, okay? And let me tell you, who do you think imposter syndrome targets most? You guessed it. Those high achieving women, those mompreneurs, especially those mompreneurs who identify as a perfectionist. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But the ones who achieve the most oftentimes suffer the most from imposter syndrome. But there's good news. If we can put our pride aside, if we can be totally honest about experiencing imposter syndrome and not hide it, not act like we don't, if we can take the right steps to overcome imposter syndrome, we will find success in whatever we do. Success is 90% mental and 10% strategy, okay? So we have to overcome imposter syndrome in order to be successful, or we have to overcome it at least the majority of the time, all right? So let's dive in because we have got goals and we are striving to create a life by design, not a life by default. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. I'm your host and your Mompreneur Coach, Amanda Masterson. I'm teaching mompreneurs a revolutionary new way to build their businesses online. We're living in authenticity, ditching those hey girl messages, saying goodbye to that hustle culture, and building businesses rooted in balance and abundance. Oh yeah, midday naps too. If you're ready to reignite your passion, make way more money than you ever thought possible, and still be totally present for all of the memories, all of the moments with your family, then girlfriend, you have found your home base. Let's redefine the online social selling space together. We are just going to get vulnerable right off the bat today. So confession, I have felt like an imposter my entire life. And I don't think I realized that until I really sat down to record this episode for you. I thought that imposter syndrome was just not really feeling good enough, but I took some time to look up what the almighty Google says that imposter syndrome is, and I want to share that with you. Imposter syndrome, according to Google, is feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally despite being high-performing in external objective ways. Girlfriend, let that sink in. 
wow, that, when I read that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I started to add up all of the times that I felt anxious and all of the times that I felt this lack of internal success, even though I was successful outwardly. The first thing that came to my mind was softball. I played softball in high school and I eventually quit. I quit when I made the varsity team. Looking back, that was 100% a self-sabotaging action because of the imposter syndrome that I felt. I obviously didn't know it then, but I can see it now. Fast forward to when I landed a corporate management role. The anxiety that I would feel when I would go to these corporate events and I was surrounded by people, you know, other directors and people who were above me, below me, it didn't matter. I felt this anxiety and it would cause me to shy away from starting conversations. It would cause me to not be present during social events, um, which really had a detrimental effect on, I think, my career in general. I would go back to my room when we were having a conference or whatever it might be, we would fly in, we would all be at this event center, we would have our trainings and our luncheons and all of these things, and then there would be a social event. And I would always find my way back to my room and catch up on email or cruise Instagram or call my husband or whatever it might be, but I would avoid those social situations. I didn't see it then, but I can see it now. It was imposter syndrome. As a coach, when I graduated from my life coaching program, I was a certified life coach. I made a difference in people's lives. And we went to graduation and I was surrounded by all of the other life coaches that I graduated with. And I felt like an imposter. Now, at this point, I'd been in the online business space, the personal development space, you know, through my life coaching curriculum. I knew what imposter syndrome was. I recognized it. And so I did push myself to be more social, to put myself out there. But I still felt it. Being a wife, being a mom, I felt imposter syndrome. Like I wasn't a good enough mom. Like I wasn't a good enough wife. And I, when I start feeling anxious, I retreat. I retreat in social situations. And if I'm being honest, I've retreated in my business. Retreating when you feel imposter syndrome, that's self-sabotage. Going all the way back to my softball example, right? Quitting softball was self-sabotage. Avoiding social situations and events in my corporate career, self-sabotage. Avoiding opening my computer in my business, self-sabotage. But that's not the only way that imposter syndrome can manifest. So maybe you don't relate to retreating when you feel unworthy. But what about feeling burned out? Oftentimes when we experience imposter syndrome, we push and push and push. We push ourselves and often we expect perfection because imposter syndrome targets those who self-identify as high achievers and high performers and perfectionists. It targets them more than others. And so we push ourselves, we expect perfection and trying, let's be real, trying is exhausting. So however you want to cut this, However you experience imposter syndrome, maybe it's retreating, maybe it's experiencing burnout, maybe it's just some really, really hurtful self-talk. 
Maybe you beat yourself up. Maybe you go back to one situation where somebody told you you weren't good enough and you replay that in your mind over and over and over again and you tell yourself, they were right, I am not good enough. So I don't care what you do when you experience imposter syndrome, but if you have a business, if you're working towards goals, if you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you will experience imposter syndrome. You will. And imposter syndrome is the number one cause of failure, not lack of skills, not lack of resources, imposter syndrome. So we have to be able to overcome this. We have to. It's not a, we should, or we would like to, it would be nice to. No, we have to. Because if we don't, we won't reach our full potential. We won't succeed to the level that we are capable of. Battling imposter syndrome, it's that important. And now I just want to set a realistic expectation because like I said, um, perfectionist, hello, I'm talking to you. It might not be realistic to completely get rid of imposter syndrome. It may sneak up here and there. Every time you reach a new level in your business, in your, in your goals, in your career, imposter syndrome might make a reappearance. But what I need you to be able to do is to recognize it, what you need to be able to do. I don't want to say what I need you to be able to do. This is what you need to be able to do for your success. You need to recognize imposter syndrome when it knocks on the door and you need to know how to handle it. And that's exactly what I'm going to share with you today. So let's dive in. I have three ways that you can help yourself to overcome imposter syndrome when it sneaks in because it's going to sneak in. Step number one, stop. Yes, that's, that's step number one. Stop and acknowledge how you're feeling. Our feelings are valid. Our feelings are not good. They're not bad. We label them as good or bad, but they're not. They're neutral. Feelings are neutral. So stop and acknowledge how you're feeling and just allow that feeling to be there. Allow it to sit there, allow it to, 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 to roll around in your mind, and then allow it to pass. Because the reality is most feelings do pass on their own, but it's when we get so immersed in our feelings and we assign meaning to them that they can be detrimental. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop, we're going to acknowledge how we're feeling, and then we're going to seek out the facts. Because most likely, you're feeling inadequate despite external success. Remember the definition that I shared with you earlier. So the successes, the wins, they are there, but we are not recognizing them. So I need you to identify them. Identify the facts. And so this might look like if you're a coach, I want you to write down three client success stories that you've had. If you're trying to battle imposter syndrome in your career, maybe you list three accomplishments or three goals or three met promotions or three raises that you've received, three compliments from your boss or your manager. The facts are there. Let's identify them and write them down. Three facts, okay? Three facts that support the fact that you do belong at the table, that you are worthy. And then you're going to celebrate these facts, celebrate your successes. Okay, all of that was step number one. Now we're going to dive into step number two. Create a daily practice of celebrating your wins. We sat down in step number one and I had you stop, acknowledge how you were feeling, but then identify the facts and then celebrate three facts. But now we're going to create a daily practice of celebrating our wins, our wins every single day, because regardless of how good or bad or neutral or whatever your day was, you have wins 
from your day that you can celebrate. But oftentimes we brush them under the rug, we negate them, we say, oh, that's not that big of a deal. No, every single win that you experience every day is a big deal, and we're going to start celebrating them every single day. And if you're new to this, if you're new to to practicing celebrating your own wins, this is going to feel weird. This is going to feel uncomfortable. Just know that, but do it anyway. I want you to do this every night, but then every week as well. I want you to write down your top three wins from that day or that previous week. And notice I said, write them down. Yes, write them down. It's not enough to recall them and to celebrate them. You have to write them down on paper because I want you to have something to go back to when imposter syndrome creeps in to remind yourself how freaking amazing you are. Okay, so this is going to be your book of successes, but I want you to keep it all in one spot so you know where to go back to when you need that reminder. Step number three, ditch perfectionism. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Maybe this, maybe this is for you. Maybe this step is not. But if it is for you, girl, it is for you, okay? Because perfectionism guarantees pain. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that before, but that's the truth. Perfectionism is really the lowest standard that you can set for yourself. And I'm thinking right now, like I need to do an entire episode on perfectionism and I'm going to, I am, I'm going to pause and I'm going to put that on my list of episodes to record for you because it deserves its own episode. But for right now, I just need you to understand this. Perfectionism is the lowest standard that you can set for yourself and it's only going to guarantee you pain in your journey. So how are we going to ditch perfectionism, you might be wondering? That's a really good question. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to commit to this standard 70% of the time, right? That in itself is ditching perfectionism. But we have to get into this mindset that 70% is good enough. 70% done is done enough. 70% good is good enough. We have to do whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's writing a post, making a call, investing in our business, I don't know, whatever the thing is, do it 70%, right? You feel like it's not good enough, but it is. Your 70% is somebody else's 90%. I promise you 70% is good enough. So just get it out there. Do it and get it out there. And know this too, failure is part of the process. If you're not failing, you're not winning either. Failure is part of the process. You have to fail forward, you have to fail often, and you have to fail fast, really. Fail fast and just keep getting back up. Fall down, get back up. Fall down, get back up, okay? Fail forward, fail often, fail fast. All right, I know I said I said three, right? I did. I said three, but I have a bonus. I have a bonus fourth step that I want you to do to help yourself to overcome imposter syndrome. And it's this. It's work with a coach or a mentor. The truth is this, imposter syndrome, it's often rooted, and I would say like 90% of the time, my friends, it is rooted in your past experiences. There's something that occurred, whether you can recall a situation or not, there's something that occurred in your past that makes you feel like you're not good enough. So whether your conscious mind can identify that one singular event, and it may not have been one singular event, it may have just been the way you were raised, it may have been those subtle cues or nuances or the way that your parents talk to you, teachers talk to you, friends talk to you. It might not be one incident, but it might just be how you how you grew up, the experiences that you had. And the other truth of the matter is this, it has served you in at least one way. 
all of our seemingly unhealthy coping mechanisms, they arose as a way to protect us, right? They served us in some way at some point in our lives. And so really to overcome those, we have to identify them, but then we have to be okay with saying, your job here is done. Thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for protecting me, for keeping me safe, whether it was mentally, emotionally, or even physically, but your job here is done. And then you have to do the hard work of releasing that. And that is hard work. And if you want to overcome this and overcome this in the fastest way possible, I think that we all do, then you need to identify the root cause of the beliefs that you're holding. The beliefs that are still holding that imposter syndrome in there. Okay, you have to identify them, acknowledge them, and again, even thank them for their service. And here's where sometimes we, we fall short if we're trying to, to overcome imposter syndrome on our own without the help of a coach or a mentor, is we won't fully let go of that unhealthy coping mechanism, in this instance, imposter syndrome, until we learn new skills that you can begin to rely on instead of relying on imposter syndrome. And a coach can help you to work through this process so much more smoothly, so much more quickly than if you're trying to do this on your own. And here's the thing. The beliefs that your imposter syndrome are rooted in, they're hiding in your blind spots because if they were like right out there in the open and you could identify them and you could, and you could pluck them out like a weed and, and, and get rid of the imposter syndrome, you would, but you haven't because you can't because the imposter syndrome, the beliefs that the imposter syndrome are rooted in, those beliefs are often hiding in your blind spots. You can't see them. A blind spot means you can't see them. But a coach can. A coach can oftentimes come in, they can come into your life, and they can shine a light for you. That's what a coach often does, okay? They can illuminate these self-doubts, these self-limiting beliefs, these unhealthy coping mechanisms for you. They can shine a light onto these things for you, literally like shining a light into a dark room. So invest in a coach, find a mentor that can help you to work through this process. And if you have to start with just the tips that I've shared with you in this podcast, that's okay. That's okay. Start there, but make it a priority to find a coach that you vibe with and work closely with them so that you can overcome this more quickly and more smoothly so that you can get on with your goals. All right. I hope these tips have helped you because As I said at the beginning of this episode, imposter syndrome will affect everybody who has a goal, everybody who's running a business, every single mompreneur. It will touch you at one point or another. And if you're sitting here thinking, "Mm, I don't think so, I don't think that's me, either you're lying to yourself or you've not stepped outside of your comfort zone. Okay, because when you step outside of your comfort zone to create a life by design instead of a life by default, you will experience imposter syndrome. The goal is to minimize the damage that imposter syndrome causes. And I hope this episode has helped you to do exactly that. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. Before you go, I'd love to hear from you. So can you do me a favor? If you haven't already, could you drop me a five-star review? Because that is the best way for us to get this podcast out to other mompreneurs just like you who need to hear this message as well. You can also share your mega takeaways on social media and in your stories. Just tag me at Amanda Masterson Coaching. I so appreciate every single review. So until next time.